all of a sudden it was hard to just not want to pursue that kind of life and live that way that was so full of joy. Yeah, because it, it started getting harder and harder to go do those trips and be with people and be the church. And this was lifestyle and mm -hmm. everybody was pulling together and kind of all in and everything you had. And it was just a joy. It was getting harder and harder to then kind of come back home, put on the giant show. Wow, what a contrast yeah. to what we were experiencing with being the church versus sort of coming home and putting on church it felt like yeah. a little bit and it's starting to feel a little treadmilly and at that point we were both on staff at this church and I love that church I love the people you know I don't want to take this as saying what they were doing was wrong as much as we were looking for more like it just felt that it there's wasn't be more to this there's right? got to be more than just being in the building yeah and we had experienced it and I'm like and I want that now every day I want my kids to grow up like that I want that to be their experience of faith Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. All right, here we are, gonna have a blast again today. And of course, uh, you didn't know this, but Tina's on with me. Hey. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's been a while. I haven't had Tina on in a little while on the show, but uh, you're going to find out why, because we got a cool story to tell you coming up here in just a little bit. I bet you can relate. Anyway, Tina, I have to. I just have to say, how much fun was going to that rugby game last night? Oh my gosh, that was so much fun being there with you and our son and son-in-law and grandson. Our oldest grandson. I know we talk about how much fun we have as Team K oh. and with different friends and all that, like a lot, but it just is. The life we get to live is a blast. And it did not hurt that the Seattle Seawolves uh, beat the pants off of Rugby New York, right? Yeah. The, the New York team are <laughs> formerly known as Rugby New York. Now they're called something else. Anyway, yeah, and they were the team that beat us in the championship last year, right? Yeah. Anyway, what a fun little thing. redemption. <laughs> little redemption. I know rugby's not everybody's jam, but it is so much fun compared to watching the aggregate twelve minutes of NFL games. You know, where yeah. that's how long the ball's up and down. This is a game of moving and crunching each other, but no one gets hurt, right? No. I mean, you know, there's little bumps, but not nearly the... No, not the, like knocked out concussion yeah. stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and watching our, you know, little six-year-old grandson trying to understand the game and getting so excited about it, that was just, you know, it's like... And more excited about the giant hot dogs than the actual <laughs> game, but I think his, his heart was in it. <laughs> hey, so maybe this past week, you've received an email or two from me talking about our new Everyday Disciple Makers coaching experience. We're pretty stoked about that. And if you've been reading about this and you want to know more, I want to invite you to right now take 30 seconds and set up a discovery call with me to be uh, discussing this. I want to explain more about it, get any questions you might have answered. Some of you I know have read the emails and you're like, oh, I want to discuss that with my spouse. I really want to do that. Let's do that. Let's do it now. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. Okay, everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. That'll take you to my personal calendar. Grab a time here in the next few days or whatever, and I want to talk to you about seeing if we can help you with all this discipleship as a lifestyle that we talk about on the show. Now, another reason that uh, Tina's on the podcast with me today, as we've been working hard to get this new coaching experience ready for y'all, we've been reminiscing a bit about how we got here. 
Like oh my gosh. what? <laughs> Crazy journey, right, honey? Very. <laughs> right? And how we started coaching other couples and singles too. We coach couples as couples if you're married, but if you're single, we want you, we want to help you too. And how did we start doing this and helping others live a lifestyle of discipleship and mission? in their neighborhoods and communities. Like, what was our journey? So we thought it'd be kind of cool to share a bit of our story and how we both came from working on staff at a mega attractional church model in Chicago area and then moving out here to Tacoma and the Seattle metro area where we still live and live in this way and helping other disciple makers do the same thing. It's quite a journey, really, (laughs) and one we could have never imagined. But what an incredible blessing to our family now and by God's grace to many others here near us and around the world. It's really been crazy. And I couldn't do it without you, honey. <laughs> so let's start back pretty early when you and I were much younger parents. Oh, my goodness. How this, really this heart change and shift. Because we were busy at the mega church, running our programs, kind of loving life. It was a great place. Yeah. But things began to shift. Yeah. Our children were very young, and which made us a lot younger, too. Uh, and Caesar was doing a lot of international missions work, but mostly traveling like in war zones and Christian persecution and uh, places where there were natural disasters, a lot of poverty, uh, a little, definitely some faith stretching uh, trips there for both you and I. Yeah, big time. And I didn't sign up for it thinking like, hey, let's go lose our lives and all that. But that's just what God had led us with some other friends and ministry partners to do. And the crazy thing was, is that the Christians we met, like in war zones, in South Sudan, in Burma, Nigeria, literally standing in the smoldering ashes of a church building that had been burned down by militants, Muslim militants, and the Christians are there holding hands. I'm not joking. We're with them. The smoke is still rising, and they're just praising God and singing, and they're like, this is a building. It's no problem. We'll build it again. It's it's okay. We're the family. And we were like, wow. And everywhere we went, Christians had such joy, and they lived out their faith in this beautiful way that was really much more part of their lifestyle than just a program. And I'll tell you what really drew me to it, Tina, was there was an ease to it all. You know, yeah. there just was. They were beautiful. I was blown away and I loved it. And it reminded me so much of the book of Acts. You remember back like when God used to have me read the book of Acts on every one of these trips? <laughs> right? You'd come home and tell me. Uh, it was crazy. And and I kept thinking, oh man, the way the people lived in the church originally, um, after Jesus sent them out to love people and disciple together, feels exactly like what it's like being the church with these folks here in all these different areas. Trip after trip, it felt that way. Yeah, and you would come home and share the stories with the kids and I and some of our friends as well, you know, because it was just so much, like, you couldn't keep that inside. Um, Yeah, not only the freaky stuff we were seeing, you know, like standing in a burning church building where people have been massacred or whatever, but but just the heart-level shift that was happening. Yeah, and I could relate to a certain extent, like through your experience. But then I had an opportunity to also go on a trip, not quite that dangerous, but another trip where I really spent uh, a few weeks being and experiencing a lot of that same thing. As soon as I got there, I was like, this is what he's been talking about. This is what I've been missing. And getting to to experience that on a heart level as well really, really changed our lives and focus, I think, a lot. Because all of a sudden, I, it was hard to just not want to pursue that kind of life. 
and live that way that was so full of joy. Yeah, because it, it started getting harder and harder to go do those trips and be with people and be the church. And this was lifestyle and mm -hmm. everybody was pulling together and kind of all in and everything you had. And it was just a joy. It was getting harder and harder to then kind of come back home, drive down the big old long driveway to the church building, mm -hmm. orange cone guys in the orange vests parking everybody and put on the giant show. Now, it was a blast and we were seeing people come to faith and all, but it was just, wow, what a contrast yeah. to what we were experiencing with being the church versus sort of coming home and putting on church, it felt like yeah. a little bit. And it was starting to feel a little treadmilly. It was feeling a little bit like doing church. And at that point, we were both on staff at this large church. And I love that church. I love the people. It's Still not, do. <laughs> it's not uh, I, you know, I don't want to take this as saying what they were doing was wrong as much as we were looking for more. Like it just felt that it there's wasn't gotta be more to this. There's right? got to be more than just being in the building. Yeah. And we had experienced it. And I'm like, and I want that now every day. I want my kids to grow up like that. I want that to be their experience of faith. You remember so. at one point I came home from, I think it was Sudan, and I said, you know, honey, I prayed, Lord, I want to have what they have in you. I want to have the joy they have in you. I want to have that level of a relationship that they have with you. And then the Spirit of God, real tender, said, well, do. Yeah. Like you get to, right? Yeah. And it was almost audible. It was just, wow. And I, I'm choking up just even thinking about it a little bit. I And I remember thinking, we have to try to live this way. We, we have to. Do we get to? Like, it's in the book, right? It's in yeah. the Bible. Do we get to? And I think that was really a confirmation to me of what I had already been feeling too. And so I think, you know, that was the beginning of our journey to figure out, well, what, what would that really look like? What, what does the book of Acts look like in everyday life in now, you know, where we live and what's it really supposed to be about? And I, I remember for a while thinking like, I can't wait to return to these villages and these places to be the church with them again. And we even prayed about it for a while. Like maybe we're supposed to move. Mm -hmm. We did a little bit of checking out some areas yep. and flying some places. And then we had the idea, like, what if we lived this way, same way like it felt on these mission trips every day, but back home in, a, in our neighborhood? Like, what if we just lived the same way with people instead of it kind of all being a program in a box and kind mm -hmm. of it's on and it's off and it's only this night of the week? And what if we just like them, it was just ease and it was a lifestyle and it's every, yeah, our kids were involved and it was fun and... And so, uh, you know, I was wondering, could discipleship and God's mission fit our normal life with our family and friends like it did in theirs? Yeah. And so, man, we started talking about this idea and pretty quickly ran into a wall, though. Yeah. And it wasn't, I some mean, good people who really said, oh, good man, people. We're so stoked. <laughs> and, and some of them would come along on some of the trips that we were doing and, and kind of get it. And, and it was changing their hearts for sure. But I think we were running into this, this, kind of dichotomy of like, when we're here, we're kind of doing church. We're both on staff. We're in the building all the time. And then, but then when we're there, we just get to be the church and be out with people and, and, and like, and, and the people that we were, that were in our group were, run, you know, running into the same things. They were expected to be at all these meetings or activities and, you know, on top of working their full-time job. And, yeah. and it was like, it was really difficult for them to try to figure out, well, how do I change everything about that? And they hadn't all had that heart 
change level that we had. Not, you know? Yeah, but they were some awesome and are some awesome friends and yeah. people. And I remember them thinking, yeah, we do want to try this. But mm-hmm. then as soon as it got to like beyond our weekly small group meeting and then all the millions of things that we had to do for our official ministry, right? everybody was just a little too busy. And well, I don't know. I think the kids got a sniffle. I, I, we're just, I think we're just going to stay home. And, and so we could never really get a lifestyle of disciple making and mission and hanging out with our neighbors and serving people and all that. We could never quite get it going. And yeah. truthfully, I can remember thinking, I can't really blame them. Because it feels like most of our faith practice kind of needs to fit into Sunday with our kids. And we had to be there because we were staff too. And mm-hmm. and then all week, you know, got to be at the meetings, right? Mm-hmm. We were crazy busy. So we were kind of feeling the same pull. But I remember feeling horrible because what are we modeling to our kids? Yeah. The rest of our life was we had kind of that thing where our kids came along with everything. We had you know, businesses that our kids worked at with us and came with us and like all of everything else they were involved with. And all of a sudden there were all these things that they couldn't be. Yeah. Mom and dad have to go to the church building to do work now. Yeah. And we call it ministry. And we, so we were, we were feeling like, okay, we're modeling to our kids that Christianity is primarily lived out on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Even if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't work at a church. I don't have that. But still, because even before we did, it was like, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> cause you're going to hear like at this point in the story, we weren't on staff yet. Mm. We weren't there yet. We were right. So I'm, I'm kind of, I know I'm mixing up the timeline a little bit, but yeah. anyway, I, I just felt horrible and I felt like I was failing as a Christian father. Like I can't, we can't just pass on this program. Right. Yeah. So then at that, somewhere in that, you know, timeline, God does call me to be a pastor and, and now it's like, Oh, I'm stoked. And like I said, we love this place. And you were actually on staff before I was. Which now meant we were sort of modeling this too busy lifestyle to the entire church family. Yeah. Now I get our, my head's up on the screen 15 feet tall and all that. But something amazing happened. Hmm. As we prayed about this and we're trying to find a way to make discipleship and mission fit our busy schedules back here at home, more like what we'd experienced on these mission trips. I remember like along the way, God showed us that he had created the whole world in a set of normal rhythms that we already lived in. And so did those folks in Sudan, and so did the people in Burma and Nigeria and all the Europe. other Czech and mm-hmm. Europe. And so did we here in in Illinois, where we were at the time. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wow, wait a minute. In fact, God has made all of life perfectly suited for making disciples of Jesus. And it's not a program. It just fits in, right? And that's when yeah. we started using this language of like, oh, we just need to shift our mindset around disciple making from additional, something we have to add to our world, to more intentionality and letting it flow out of our identity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we then we started realizing, okay, we're not too busy for discipleship. Not if it's fitting in over normal family rhythms. And that's kind of when Team K was really born and that whole understanding, you've probably heard us talking about that. And so we started realizing, no, 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 we can make discipleship a lifestyle as a family and it can fit our existing rhythms and it will really feel and look a whole lot more like what we've been reading about in the book of Acts and have been experienced, like you said, Tina, being the church when mm-hmm. we were overseas and doing these things. And I remember like suddenly I started getting really excited about this. Yeah. Right? And I started wanting to really talk a lot more about discipleship as lifestyle. And so you hear us talking about this on the, on the podcast every week. 
But this is sort of how <laughs> this whole thing percolated. Yeah, this is a conversation that we were having a lot together with our kids, with some really good friends of ours that some of them, you know, were part of the same church community that we were part of. Um, and it just wouldn't go away. Like it wouldn't leave our hearts or our heads. <laughs> and, and it was kind of it, during in and through all that is when we God moved us out here then. Hard to believe because that was our home, and we were both there for a long time, like a dozen years at that that church. Yeah, and all of our friends were there, and our kids' friends, and God moved us with our teenagers out here to Tacoma, Washington. And we started trying to say we don't know too much, but we've got the Book of Acts, and we've seen some of this being the church on the ground thing. Yeah, and we're just going to start living that way with our neighbors. Now we didn't know how we were going to pay our bills because we didn't have like we had a little bit of savings that we pretty quickly burned through and <laughs> Tina got a job working for an airline for a little while for a little bit you know um, but people started taking care of us little by little you know but we just started saying hey we're going to we're going to live like missionaries on the ground we're going to do what a missionary would do like our whole family if we were sent to another country what would you do well what you know we'd start we started learning the language quote, quote unquote of this culture got a whole lot more tattoos uh, started hanging out in cafes <laughs> like crazy and pubs and all that stuff and well, we started learning how to make disciples yeah. in and through our kitchen table and our, you know, our backyard on the deck and through fire pits. And I don't want to freak anybody out, but like through smoking cigars and maybe having a beer with them and all yeah. these kinds of things and being the church with people again. And now, like you mentioned, we had run businesses. And so when we got out there, we had to try to start making some money. So mm -hmm. same thing. We got, we had a few apartments with our friends, the Vanderstelts, and then we bought that restaurant, the Chakra Bra yeah. that we owned for years and years, mm -hmm. it was like the cultural hub. Definitely a place to meet people and hang out and yeah. yeah. Still <laughs> is, right? Think about yeah. how hundreds and maybe probably thousands of people we met through yeah. through those things, those interactions at the restaurant and staff and their families yeah. and all that. Well, and you know, I know a lot of people have asked me like, well, why couldn't you just do that where you were living in Illinois? And and it that you know, I'm not saying that we couldn't have, uh, but we probably would have had to. Well, we had tried, and we had kind of tried. Weren't blaming it on the area. No, but honestly, we were, you know we were both working jobs that took us out of community for most days, evenings, and weekends. Yeah. When do you get to know your neighbors if you're always in a church building and 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 you're supposed to be? Yeah, but you know, it was required. I remember when it dawned on me that that I had maybe you feel the same way. I, I had no non-believing friends. I had no non-Christian friends. Yeah. In relationships, I probably wasn't quite that bad because I at least was like I had you know Girl Scouts. I did Girl Scouts That's and I was true, room yeah. mom, so I got to meet some more people. But then, but then you know there wasn't an opportunity to say, "Hey, come over for dinner," because like we never had no. a dinner time. We were that getting was, home yeah. from. I was coming home from all the staff meetings. I shouldn't and, say never, it, and, but and all this, very rarely, right? Yeah. And then we, it was kind of like wave at the neighbor, you know, mowing his grass, and maybe you'd see him on a Fourth of July thing. It was like mm -hmm. it just there was no rhythm to it. It wasn't yes. lifestyle at all. Mm -hmm. And but when we got out here, praise God, um, through many fits and starts. We learned how to do this. We learned how to actually live as missionaries, and and our language and gospel fluency began to shift. So it wasn't freaky to people. Hey, what are you guys doing? And we learned how to talk about what we were doing, it and was, it wasn't weird to people. They were very attracted to it. I mean, once in a while, people would say, "What are you? Oh, are you guys a cult?" <laughs> they would say it kind of like that too, like yeah. not too afraid, not yeah. too certain it was, but it. Like you're having lots of parties and people hang out and a lot of people seem to need to live with you. They do. And you're having, really nice to everybody. Having fun and you're nice to everybody and helping the neighborhood and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But I, yeah. I know, I know. When another neighbor went and took that to task. Said, no, 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 they're not a cult. They're like really good people and we know them and we're part of that whole thing too. <laughs>
Yeah. The amazing thing was, though, you know, like we had all these ideas of like, well, we're going to, you know, come out here and and we're going to try to live as missionaries in this area. And and I was like, I wonder what's what's going to happen if it if it if we're wrong. But we weren't. I mean, God was faithful and it worked like being able to just get to know our neighbors and see people come to faith that way instead of, you know, a Jesus in their heart prayer about their afterlife. Right. 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 And then, so then a lot of people wanted to be equipped and we needed to, because that was all part of the original start of Soma communities. Many Mm -hmm. people you've heard of us talking about that. Many of you know that what that is, it's still out there today and praise God growing and growing, but through lots of fits and starts, and writing stuff down and testing and tweaking and then getting invited to train it all over in other mm-hmm. cities and countries, we finally created a full framework and lots of resources and training. And, and a lot of people had speaking into this. I don't want to make it sound like we just made all this up. But we we've now have like a whole framework and training that makes discipleship in everyday life much more simple and achievable. And guess what? Even for super busy people like us. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because once it became lifestyle, it wasn't like adding anything on. That's that's it. It's not it's not doing more stuff. It's being who you're created to be. Yeah. Big difference. And it still really works. It, it really, mm-hmm. everywhere, we've not been stumped yet. That's true. <laughs> Praise God. That's because it really is like so much like what was going on with Jesus and his disciples and in the early church. And so, I mean, jump way ahead. Now we've been training people to live this way and do discipleship in community for close to 20 years mm-hmm. and helping other busy pastors and regular old Christians make discipleship and mission work in their lives too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, by God's grace, we've been able to help a lot of people and uh, they're actually enjoying leading their families and friends now to become mature disciples of Jesus. Can you imagine that? Like, really, they're, they didn't sign up and come to our weekend thing first. They were our <laughs> friends and our neighbors, and now they're becoming mature disciples, and, yeah. and we love doing this, right? Yeah. And that's how a lot of people are finding that to be true, too. Yeah. Like, actually, a lot of people all over the world, right? And I'd just like to add that it's not just our friends and our neighbors, but it's also our kids. Like, they grew up yeah. feeling like part of the community, being part of the community, and and now they're older with their own children, most of them, and they are creating those communities where they where they live. Yeah. And all very and much lifestyle for them. Yeah, very much. Yep. So so people are enjoying that again. They're living with much greater spiritual freedom. You hear us say that a lot, but it's real. Like you don't feel like God's waiting to bust you, or you're not doing something right, or there's a big list of shoulds that are attached to our Christianity. No it's not, shoulding. <laughs> no shoulding. It's not. Christianity is not based on behavioral modification and sin management anywhere for, for us and for the folks that we're you know coaching and training, and uh, and we're just seeing so many relationships healed, things like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy, it's yeah. amazing. We're so thankful, and oh, I mean, we could go so much deeper into the story. I guess <laughs> that's kind of how yeah. we got here, and and of course we're still learning forward, and and uh, still on the journey. But here's the bottom line. These people that we've helped have a clear path and the confidence to make disciples who make more disciples of Jesus, whether that be their children or their neighbor or their friends. Or their whole church. Their whole church, yeah. Yeah. It's not this blurry, fuzzy thing. How do you, really, how does someone make a disciple? It it, it can happen. I know Mm -hmm. most of us weren't raised that way. Well, so in... Get to the button here, you know, pretty excited. In just a few weeks, we're going to begin working with a limited group of dedicated people, people who want to make discipleship a lifestyle, and that maybe that's you. I hope so, and hope that you'll join us in the Everyday Disciple Makers coaching experience that's kicking off. 
Um, and with the, the Everyday Disciple framework, you're going to find that same clarity that so many people have on what discipleship really is and how to disciple others to maturity. And yeah. we love to show you exactly what to do, how to do it with confidence, keep you moving forward at a sustainable pace. We, we don't overload anybody because it's not a big list of tasks. It's just not. It yeah. really isn't. I think if there's something that that I could call your superpower, it's the ability to take all these kind of theological, you know, biblical teachings and really give them practical, like, feet and legs, you know, make it really easy to understand and simple to move forward. And and oh, then thanks, you, <laughs> and then you brought me along to kind of add that, you know, mom and, you know, other balancing, practical, whatever, everyday life. Well, so it's really holistic, you know. It's so not much just... changed when we started doing this together, Tina, coaching yeah. together. Because it used to be I was just coaching like guys who wanted to plant churches and they get all excited about the stories of this lifestyle discipleship and living like missionaries in the neighborhood and all. <laughs> and they go home. And tell their wives what they had to start doing. And their wives were not super. I, I definitely talked to a few women who were not real thrilled about hearing all these things that they had to start doing. They got shitted a lot. And that's when we realized that, you know, much like our experience where, you know, you went to Africa and I hadn't experienced that till later. It wasn't until after I had actually started to, you know, experience that same thing on a mission trip. Our hearts were definitely in the same place. And I feel like that's what we do when we coach together is that we help get uh, a couple on the same page and then the family and that's how we f- help you to find that work and ministry family life balance all while making discipleship part of your normal life yeah and it's that's integral you can't that won't happen if you're not on the same page well nope. oh, my spouse isn't into that whatever so if you feel like your current disciple making process or lack thereof isn't producing transformation and freedom and maturity in your own life or in your people that you're leading, our proven discipleship framework can help change that for you. It really can. And I'd love a chance to talk to you about it and show that to you. because We've helped thousands of people in every imaginable context now and age and stage of life. And like we said, they're finding greater spiritual freedom as they're released from a discipleship model that's primarily based on teaching people some stuff about the Bible and behavioral modification and don't sin, try to sin less and all that, right? Mm. Oh, man. So I'd love to show you that, help you see how the gospel speaks into broken relationships and how it can flow naturally out of a, a much deeper understanding of the gospel and how it's all of life. It's not just about our afterlife, okay? So we're going to uh, invite you to do that with us. Let me just give you a picture of what the coaching looks like. We start off by having a one-on-one meeting with you on Zoom, just you as a couple to get to know your story your family rhythms, and your goals for disciple-making because everybody's life's different and, and your schedules are different. And then we craft a personal disciple-making roadmap just for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and maybe even another one for your church if you're leading a church. Maybe we help you implement that too. So you kind of have a family roadmap and then a church roadmap. So that way you don't ever have to wonder what's next or what you should be doing. It's all spelled out for you in a step-by-step and it comes with the training and equipping to help you master each step or new resource along the way in really simple ways. We're going to start out by helping you expose hidden obstacles to, to effective disciple making that may have hindered you in the past. Yeah. Sometimes there's just these roadblocks that we can help shine a light on. Boop. 
and it starts to change everything. Can you imagine having community life as a family on mission that's full and rich and you're living your faith out day to day and all those limitations have been removed? Yeah. And then when it's time, we'll help you pass on everything you've learned and experienced to others and start multiplying new leaders and new communities of disciple makers. And maybe that's way down the road in your mind, or maybe you're leading a church and you're like, well, we got a lot of groups now, but don't have that framework. I need to start multiplying leaders who can start leading communities right now. Mm -hmm. Great. Love to help you. We've done that over and over and over. So again, along with your spouse, if you're married, if you're not, would love to work with you either way. Uh, Together with a community of other serious disciple makers, we're going to meet two times per month online, or we'll even give you some other opportunities for engagement and encouragement and all that. And you'll get coached and you get all your questions answered. We'll check in on your roadmap with you, point you to all the different training and resources that are available. It's like so much. Mm. We're going to ensure that you continue making progress, your progress, not ours, but continue making progress with confidence. You're never going to feel lost in what's up. So when we were working on this new Everyday Disciple Makers coaching, we designed it to give you the tools and the framework and encouragement to lead your family and your church or your community, your neighbors into natural everyday discipleship rhythms as you make more disciples of Jesus. Just like we've been talking about on the podcast over and over. And I, I know so many of you want that. And for whatever reason, it's like, it's, it's always going to be a better time mm-hmm. or it's, I'm not quite there yet. And I want to say like, what's the cost of inaction? Like what, what, well, how confident are you in another year this will just change or that yeah. you'll all of a sudden pull together accidentally, magically a framework of discipleship that reproduces itself automatically because it's sort of built into it, it's baked in. Mm-hmm. Like what will happen in another year or when your kids are a little older yeah. or the people in your church are starting to age out and their kids have not, they've quit coming. They're not even a part of things anymore. Like, you see what I mean? There's, there's cost to getting started because you're going to give yourself some time to this and invest some resources in it, but there's a bigger cost, I think, to waiting. So, yeah. I can't imagine having not not lived this way with our kids and to, to see how they are now and how they live and wonder, like, what would they be like if we hadn't oh. involved them in this whole faith journey, this whole discipleship-making journey along the way? And you don't have to sell your house and move to another city no. to do this. No. We're going to help you do it right where you're at. We already sort of took that hit and learned how to do this, and we just want to share that with you. So mm-hmm. if you're serious about making disciples of Jesus you know, in a way that naturally fits your life and rhythms with family and friends, sort of the way Jesus did discipleship, then I really think this coaching experience is going to be a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get started, let's start by setting up a discovery call together this week to see if this is a good fit for you. It can answer any questions, help you get started. We're going to be starting it just in a few weeks. To set up that discovery call, just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. Everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. Okay? I would love to talk to you. And if nothing else, maybe you just enjoy the heck out of the story. But I'd say don't <laughs> wait. <laughs> don't wait if you want to live this way. Let's talk about it at least. And let's. we'd love to help you get started. Yeah. Wow, Caesar. I do not know how we're going to give people the normal big three takeaway for this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I, how about this? I was thinking about that. It's like, oh, I, don't, I have like the big 10 takeaways. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's our story. <laughs> let's flip the script for the first time ever on the podcast. We want to know your big three takeaways from what you heard today, or maybe one big takeaway. I don't know. 
Maybe it's a confirmation of something God's been stirring in your heart for a while, connected to leading your family or church deeper into the gospel and discipleship as a lifestyle. Maybe that's your aha or one of your big three. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's a new conviction that you want to live this way too, like with others in your community, with your kids, being more and more like the family of God as you walk with Jesus. And maybe it's like I used to feel you're feeling like you've had years of ministry and this long career, but with very little mature discipleship fruit to show for it. And now's the time to get the help and encouragement you need to start changing that for your church, but also for your own family and neighbors. Maybe that's your aha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let us know your big takeaways. I'd love to know them, your big three or your big one. You can either email me at Caesar at everydaydisciple.com or you can hop into the Facebook group for the Everyday Disciple podcast and leave me your takeaways there. It'd be a huge blessing. I would love to know your big three or, or your big one. But either way, we'd really love to set up a discovery call together with you to see if this is a good fit, if we can help you answer any questions, maybe get you started. Mm-hmm. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. That's my personal calendar link. Hope that's not scary. I'm handing that out. <laughs> and uh, you can set up a time that, that's convenient for you. All mm-hmm. right. Tina, thank you so much for for helping me tell this story today, our story. It's always fun to share our story, and I feel like God has blessed us so much, and I just want other people to be able to experience that same joy and blessing of living this life. Yeah, me too. And it it is. It's such a blessing. I feel like the luckiest boy in the world that not only do we get to live this way together, but we get to help others with that. So fun. Well, that's about it for today. Time's up. I hope you'll join us again on the podcast next week. I have scheduled, we'll see if it happens, I'm just being honest with you, but I've scheduled a very special friend and author, someone who's been on the podcast a couple other times, very popular, and uh, he's got a little story about his own family on mission that I hope he'll tell you about. I'm not telling you his name in case it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen next week, it'll happen the following week. I'm pretty darn certain. All right, hope you'll join us. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 